Hey everyone, welcome back to your friend on the ground. Today, I am really excited to dive into the American Riviera. Did you know that there's an American Riviera? I certainly did not, but it was either the first or second time that I found myself in Santa Barbara that I learned that that is the distinction held to this beautiful coastal city and its next door neighbor, Montecito, which is home to uh, someone named Oprah and Meghan Markle. Perhaps you've heard of them. If you have had the pleasure of going there, it's no surprise that some of the most well-known people in the world have decided to make a home in this beautiful enclave of Southern California. And I am really excited to talk more about it with my good, good friend, Ashwarya Iyer. She is the founder of Brightland Olive Oil, an olive oil company that has actually been recognized by Oprah. She made it one of her favorite things last year, 2022. And if you know that list, Oprah's favorite things, it's kind of a big deal to get on it. So Ashwarya has done something really incredible with building Brightland. She's also the host of a podcast called Recent Eats, uh, which is all about what interesting people have eaten in the past week. I highly encourage you to like and subscribe and listen to her show as well. Uh, but between her, her two busy, busy jobs, she gets away to Santa Barbara and Montecito as often as she can. And if anyone is going to know the things to do and eat and places to stay there, it's her. Let's get her in here and get on the ground with her. We're here to talk about Montecito and Santa Barbara. Oh, yes, we are. My favorite places. You know them better than just about anyone I know. I think it's because I've been doing these quick weekend getaways to Santa Barbara and Montecito now for five or six years. And both of those places, I mean, I guess we could smash them into one because they're 10 minutes from each other, but they're 90 minutes from LA. So easy to get to. And I, it is my happy place for sure, which we can talk more about if, if we want to. To start from the beginning, when did you first go to this area of California, which I recently learned, or not that long ago learned, that um, Santa Barbara is known as the American Riviera? I heard that too and thought it was funny. But the very <laughs> first time... <laughs> it is funny. The, um, you know, anytime someone's like, this is the Paris of Texas or the, you know, that just makes you makes me laugh. So even American Riviera is just, uh, it's funny. But um, <laughs> the very first time I went to Santa Barbara, it was 2016. I'll never forget. It was summer of 2016. So that's now seven years ago. And we went for a weekend trip. We stayed at the Kimpton in downtown Santa Barbara. And they have these adorable yellow bikes that guests can take and ride around the town. And you know, I was blown away by how naturally perfect and beautiful Santa Barbara is. For me, I'm a beach gal. I love the beach. And Santa Barbara has beach, but it also has these gorgeous green mountains that are basically placed as a backdrop to the beach. The sun 
kisses the sky in a way that I've never seen before. The way that the light hits in Santa Barbara, I think there must be some sort of, you know how certain cities or certain areas of the world have magnetic force fields and people talk about that. I think Santa Barbara has a very specific type of force field. I don't know what it is, but it's where I think like brightness and lightness is just shining through. And my sense of optimism and feeling incredible about the world and just about myself, that all like I feel like the best version of myself when I'm there. And so I felt that in that very first trip. And it's filled with everything that I love. Gorgeous, colorful florals and flowers everywhere. The freshest of fresh produce, incredible wine, like delicious wine um, for it not being, you know, somewhere in Europe or Napa Sonoma, like the wine is still really spectacular and really amazing food. And that's basically all I want. And long walks on a beach or walking through, like meandering through town. So I just felt like it was the perfect town. I'd never, uh, I'd never felt that way in the United States before. That's a really, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, it's funny that you bring up the electro, electromagnetic uh, vortex because uh, one of my recent episodes was uh, with Ben Kephart from Ojai. And mm. Ojai, it has that electromagnetic vortex. And I, I wonder if it's the same mountains. I would have to look at a map that we see like the same range that is in Santa Barbara or near it uh, that also is, is responsible for giving Ojai that good energy kind of feeling um, because it would make a lot of sense. They're only like 45 minutes away from each other. Totally. That would make a lot of sense. And whatever's happening there, I'm 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 so delighted by it. And um, it's the place that I tell people the most about in terms of hey, if I could live here in 10 to 15 years, like, that's it. Well, you'd have some pretty awesome neighbors, Oprah, Meghan and Harry. Jennifer Aniston, Ellen, and Portia. I didn't know that Ellen had a home there or Jennifer Aniston. They both have homes in Montecito. Jane Lynch from Glee. That's fantastic. (laughs) Do you think that they all have like dinner parties where they like, they like rotate and go to each other's houses and like someone brings it's like a potluck someone brings the wine and you know I'd love to think that was the case I could see that (laughs) I actually could see that with like Meghan Markle and Oprah doing something like that but I don't imagine them bringing over wine or bringing over food because I feel like there would be some sort of really phenomenal private chef situation happening um, but apparently Megan has gifted. There's a, the nice thing also about Santa Barbara is I know a number of, um, food and beverage entrepreneurs who've started their companies there. Oh, interesting. Live there. Yes. And there's a company called Clever Blends that does these really delicious, you know, sort of like matcha blends and turmeric blends. Um, and they're based in Santa Barbara and Megan discovered them and decided to invest in them. And then she took product over to Oprah's house just to like share with her. And Oprah was so delighted by that. So I guess you're totally right. They're taking products like just, you know, gifts and 
cute little trinkets to each other's homes. That's which pretty. Is so- yeah, that is uh, that's pretty amazing. I know like like a hostess gift. What would you what do you even begin to give Oprah? You could give her a bottle of Brightland olive oil since it is one of her favorite things. Exactly. I would revert to her like, hey, Oprah, I know this is one of your favorite things. Here's a st- not a bottle. It would have to be like an Oprah style like a car that was filled with, you know, thousands of bottles of Brightland that like somebody drives into her estate. We'd do something like fantastical like that. Or it would be so personal, like we'd have the farmer sign their name on the bottle. So it's like truly one of one type of situation. What would you do for Oprah? What would your hostess gift be? Well, first, I want to say that I wonder if is olive oil aged in barrels? Are there barrels involved? It it would be um, stainless steel like drum, like drums or tins or, you know, you could call it different things. But yeah, I was going to say a barrel or a stainless steel drum of olive oil would be a really good gift for you to give her. But then I thought about the um, feasibility of like using it and. I think it it might get kind of problematic. So your idea is better. Um, What would I give Oprah as a hostess gift? Oh, my goodness. I'm at a loss. What about your book? I could definitely give her my book. I can and would. Um, I would, like, take some gold paint and, like, paint it on the edges, like like, like Harry Potter books or, like, like Mm. Tolkien or whatever, you know? and and make it look really fancy. Um, but I feel like I have to give her that. Can't It can't just be that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she'd really appreciate like, I don't know if we were like, oh, we have our own small garden and we grew these purple tomatoes in our garden and we like wrapped a bushel up and gave some to her. Like, I feel like that's the stuff that she would truly be charmed by, because at some point it's like you have everything. And that's what Santa Barbara kind of feels like. It feels like people there have sort of been there, done that in the day to day, every day. And they're almost reverting back to the simplest pleasures of life, like a really good cup of coffee or tea, a really delicious pastry, reading a newspaper. Like it feels a little more maybe European in that way of like, let's go back to the simple things. So we should start growing tomatoes now so that when Oprah calls, We'll have we we'll have it down to a science like we'll know how to breed the best tomatoes and we'll be ready with like a bushel to give them to her. It's going to take a decade, but I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Sheila. I think I think. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll start now. And by by the we'll time. Now. Yeah. When when that invitation hits the mailbox, we'll be ready. Talking <laughs> about OK, favorite cup of coffee in in Santa Barbara, Montecito. Do you do you have a favorite place or tea? Yes. Yes. There's a spot called Renaud's in Montecito that is so lovely. It's on Coast Village Road, which is sort of one of the main roads in Montecito with shopping. And um, it's really quiet. There's something really locals only about it, which I really love. Um, so it's a lovely place to like get a croissant, get a cup of tea or coffee and read the paper from a breakfast pastry standpoint, though, the best breakfast pastry I've ever had in my entire life is at Oat Bakery in Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. Oat Bakery was founded by this woman named Louise, who 
is, uh, I believe she's European. Um, and she has, there's two locations. There's one in Santa Barbara, one in Goleta, uh, Goleta, Goleta. It's on the way um, up on the 101, right? On the way up. Exactly. And the Santa Barbara location, they have this one pastry called a fro snapper, F-R-O-S-N-A-P-P-E-R, fro snapper. And it's like a braided, twisty sort of, you know, pastry, but it's layered and has like, just like buttery. And it, I think there's like almond, sort of almond Ooh, paste I or almond, something almondy in there. I've never had anything like it in my entire life. And um, we went three weekends in a row to Santa Barbara, primarily for me to go get, go back and get some. A fro snapper. <laughs> Do you know why fro it's snapper. called that? Like it's Norwegian pastries. So I think it might be from that area. Wow. Okay. That sounds yeah. really delicious. I love um, the, anything with like an, like an almond croissant or like a marzipan kind of treatment. And this one isn't marzipan-y. Like it does, you can't really taste it. That was what was confusing to me because they said that, you know, there's almond and they even had a couple of other ingredients where I was like, I don't taste any of it, but I do taste heaven. And so there's nothing left for me to say. What an endorsement. Tasting heaven. <laughs> That's, I, you know, I'm not usually a pastry person, but with something something like that, yeah, I I would go out of my way. And I had not heard about it before at all. Um, I've never tasted anything like it in L.A. So I think that's where. Worth the trip. So we've got coffee. We've got a breakfast pastry. Where are you going for savory meals? Lunch, dinner? Not that they have to be savory, but, you know, like what what are your other favorite meal spots in the region? I love sandwiches. And so there's a spot called Panino in Montecito. Um, It's in the Montecito Country Mart. And their sandwiches are so delicious. They're really like heavy and hearty, but not so heavy where they've just ruined your entire meal. Um, It's easy grab and go. And so we love to grab sandwiches and then go to Butterfly Beach and spread out our picnic blanket on the beach or right above the beach, like kind of overlooking it. And we can just sit or stand and eat our sandwiches and watch the water. How fun. So that's something we love to do. Yeah. And Panino is really, really tasty for, I don't know, if I wanted to sit down, Santa Barbara is one of those places where I'm happy to eat pizza. Like I'm usually a pizza for dinner person, but I'll do pizza for lunch. And there's a spot called Lucky Penny in downtown Santa Santa Barbara. Yes, in the funk zone. In the funk zone. I love Lucky Penny. I just think it's so, the food's so good. They have this cheesy garlic bread that they've come out with recently. It's like extra tasty. And I love cheesy garlic bread. Um, So that's a great spot. And then going back to Montecito Country Mart, there's a spot called Bettina's that's around the corner from the Panino. Adore, adore. You like Bettina's? Yeah. Really had, good, right? Yeah, I think I I went to Santa Barbara for my thirty uh, eighth birthday mainly so that I could go to Bettina. Wow, and go yeah, there for dinner. And like, and it's a husband and wife couple from New York who were in food, and now they're doing this. And apparently, Oprah loves it too. Apparently, she's she's there like often as a local. Well, we know she has excellent taste. I mean, obviously, Brightland, you know. So, so and, it totally and Bettina. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, 
Well, and I'm also like, I've been doing weekend trips. I'm going to have to get the weekday trips in the mix so that I can spot Oprah one afternoon having a late lunch, leisurely late lunch at Bettina. You know, that's when you know that you've made it when you when you can have a leisurely late lunch on a Tuesday and not even like you're not even looking at your phone because it's just you don't need to. You just yep. you just have that kind of authority and you're that comfortable with yourself and where things are going that you're like, yeah, I can totally fuck off for an afternoon and have pizza and wine and the chocolate chip cookies. Uh, they're so delicious. Well, actually, I've been in this kind of mode where I've really wanted to go do a solo meal for myself, just sit down and have a luxurious, delicious meal alone. And I've been thinking about where that could be. And I think that Bettina would actually be a wonderful spot to do that in. But I'm curious, do you do you ever do that? Do you ever dine alone? I love dining alone. I uh, actually my friend Amanda and I were talking about this. Um, I dine. I like dining alone at a bar, like the bar of a restaurant um, so yep. that it, I, I don't I don't love the idea of sitting at a table for two and not necessarily having anyone else in that seat before me. And I don't know if it's because I don't like it or because I don't like the appearance of it. But Mm. uh, like, I don't want anyone to like pity me or invite me to Mm. join their table because that is literally and the last thing that any solo diner wants. Like, like, like you do not. I'm not trying to make new friends here. Um, But I, I will say the caveat is that I will always have a book with me. So is mm-hmm. that really dining alone or, you know, you've got something to occupy and entertain you. But I do love doing it. Me too. Now you're making me and I, I you're totally right. There's nothing like a beautiful bar, which leads me to my next Santa Barbara, like ode to ode to it. Yes. Um, there's so the San Ysidro Ranch is that legendary, heaven. beautiful. Heaven. Yeah, it is heaven on earth. So for those who don't know, the San Ysidro Ranch is a basically a legendary property for American standards. Like it's just very heritage, super timeless, doesn't feel on trend at all. JFK and Jackie O honeymooned there. Um, And everything they do is understated, but so elegant. And they have the one of probably the most beautiful rose garden that I've ever seen in my entire life. Sheila, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, I've never seen anything like it. I went in February when I was it it was the month of February. It was another birthday, actually, that I spent in in Santa Barbara and Montecito because it's that's just how much I love it, too. Um, So I don't think the roses were blooming. Well, I hope you can go when they're blooming because we went a few weeks ago, a few months ago, and um, they were in bloom. And I just I think I shed a tear because I thought, can how can nature be so beautiful? Like, how how is this possible? So uh, I was really, really blown away by it. And um, they have a lovely restaurant. And what I actually like the most is in their lobby. So this is like a hot tip. In their lobby, you can go through their lobby and then they have this like sort of Western, really quiet room with like the daily papers, like they have the Times, the Journal, the Santa, you know, like Santa Barbara local news, maybe the LA Times. And you can just sit there for hours. You could probably take a cocktail out from the restaurant or from, you know, the hotel bar and go sit down and have a drink. And it's just this like quiet little corner. Um, And the fireplace is always on. 
And yeah, I, I think about that plus the garden, like the combination of the two quite a bit. Like that's the mental, I want my brain, the inside of my brain to be in that space, basically. That I know exactly the space you're talking about. And I I think I only passed through it. I I did have a martini and I think I was finishing it. And then we were going from there to the wine cellar. Have you seen the wine cellar at San Ysidro? No, I haven't. You got Tell you me have about to see it. that. It's it's really, really cool. It's very um I want to say I, 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 it looks kind of old timey, like it has like a wrought iron um, kind of uh, locked door and you use a skeleton key to go in. And then they just have an absolutely unbelievable selection of vintage wine, um, Petrus, mm. like Burgundian and bottles from Bordeaux that are just astronomically expensive. and. Um, and yeah, definitely not the type of thing that you open up on a Monday night, but it's it's a really impressive wine collection that they have there. Wow. I mean, I was thinking when I was eating there, I was thinking, oh, my God, I wonder if JFK ate this chocolate cake that I'm eating right now. Like even the food has this sense of timelessness, like the chocolate cake felt like didn't feel like just like a, a trend. And we're throwing this ingredient in there. Just, you know, it just felt like seasonal, but at the same time, seasonless, maybe. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they ate this cake on their honeymoon. It's such a good way to describe it. Did Have you been able to spend the night there? Not yet. So, you know, when you stay there, it's all inclusive. Like that's what I heard. You can't believe that it's that you can you could eat all the caviar you wanted to. I know you're vegetarian, but in theory, <laughs> one yep. could eat all the caviar that they wanted to. And um, yeah, I think that. I, I talked to the manager when I was there and uh, he said that we just want you to feel like a total release in a sense of there's never there's not going to be a check to sign. There's not going to be a like, well, I don't know if I want to get like the salad and the soup or is that, mm. you know, obviously they don't want you to waste food and people shouldn't do that. But uh, to, to just have that like taken out of the equation and to know mm. that whatever you're in the mood for it's included in the rate that you're paying. And that's why you're there. I think there's like a sense of abundance, abundance and yeah, a feeling of like you shouldn't. Yeah, there's something really lovely about that. Have you been to Lotus Land? I have, you know, I took my mom there. Was it for her birthday? It was several, several years ago. And um, I have a really cute picture of her hugging a tree like one of those massive Aww. trees where you have to wrap your arms all the way around it and you're still not yeah. going to come close to to touching your hands together. Um, yeah, I I felt like, though, there was a lot of cacti. Yes, that's what I've heard as well. It's actually interesting. We are supposed to go tomorrow. No way. So this podcast, yeah, where we were going to go, um, go to Oat Bakery, get the fro snappers, go to Lotus Land. We have tickets for tomorrow because got a reserve. And then we were going to come back, get, grab uh, lunch, grab sandwiches from Panino and make our way back. You're really and... good at doing a day trip. I I don't know if it's just because we like to drink wine to the point where we cannot drive back from mm. Santa Barbara or Montecito if all things have gone right. 
So then it turns into an overnight thing, which is absolutely fine, but it feels like more of like a lift than than doing a day trip, which is totally feasible. Yeah, day trips are totally feasible. But then the times when we've done the weekend trips, it's so amazing. Like we had one of the best dinners that I've ever had at Lark one night. It was in 2021. So the pandemic was still like kind of in, you know, happening. (laughs) And um, we went and had like, it was just the perfect evening. Like we sat, our seats were perfect. The food was phenomenal. Like we drank just a little too much wine. And so you just leave feeling like that rosy glow, that golden glow of an evening. And, you know, the lighting was perfect in the restaurant too. Um, And I think about that a lot and I haven't gone back to Lark, but I would highly recommend going like doing dinner at Lark if you're in Santa Barbara. And I haven't gone back because honestly, we don't want to ruin the experience we had. Gosh, you're so smart. See, if I had an experience like that and I haven't been to Lark yet, I really need to go. I would I would just keep playing it out. I would I would like go back the next day and expect the same result. And you can do that. But it was so good that and and you know what? I bet you like I think it's a really great restaurant. I don't think it's like, oh, my God, I've never had food like this before. But for whatever reason or whatever like it all combined together and it was a marvelous evening and i i definitely um don't even want to try to recreate it but the area that we do go to all the time over and over again is actually the funk zone like we're always grabbing some like glasses of wine doing wine tastings like hopping around and yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> it's Where, really fun. Yeah. What what are some of your favorite spots to uh to taste wine over there? One of my favorites is Pali wines. They do a natural wine and a traditional, I don't know, non-traditional. I don't know. I don't even know how to call it. No non-natural one knows what wine, natural like, wine what is. Say. It's okay. It's it's right. It's, it's, but <laughs> they have like one that's a little more funkier or a couple that are more funkier. And I think it's like it's a multi-generational winemaking family. So I think it's like whoever the son or the grandson, like their their youngest member of the family has sort of, I think, like pushed them into making natural wine because of the buzziness of it. So they have some options and then they also have regular wine and both are really, really wonderful. And um, they just opened like a, a bigger tasting room in the funk zone. And we we went and it was lovely, really nice. I don't I don't know that I've been there and I've heard a lot about them. So I need to add that to my list. Have you been to um Aubon Clément. No, what's that? I I love their wine. I absolutely adore it. Um, it's they they make a uh, Burgundian style reds. Um, a lot of Pinot Noir. They also have a nice uh, Nebbiolo that is a very good pizza wine. Um, mm. I'm sure that they make whites as well. But um, we we were members of their wine club for a long time, and. Um, yeah, that's anytime. And they're also they're stocked in um, grocery stores around the country and wine shops, too, uh, kind of depending on where you are. I mean, obviously, it's not universal, but it it is a great um, standard. Like if you're if you're somewhere and you just you want a good bottle of Pinot Noir, like an Aubon Clamont Pinot Noir will always get the job done in my book. Uh, but they have a tasting room. It's on State Street. I, 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 I wish it was like maybe a little more like kind of green and outdoorsy. 
but that's besides the point. It's a it's a really lovely wine house and um a great place to taste. You're this going to there tomorrow. To know. Yes, exactly. Maybe that'll be where we do like a post lunch glass of wine before we head back. I would I would highly recommend it. It's a, yeah, that's the one place that we always go to when we're in town. If if I'm gonna take wine advice from anyone, it's gonna be you and Nikhil. So <laughs> noted on it. <laughs> that's uh, that very high praise. How do you how do you feel about Rosewood Miramar? Have you been there? I have. I like it. They have a bar that I like. It's sort of cozy, tucked inside. They have I a love the bar. store. Right? Yeah, that's charming. The goop store is like cute if you want to like, you know, I don't know, feel like you're in LA. Um and I think it's a nice place to like sit and have lunch. I I don't know. After going to the San Isidro Ranch, not that I've even stayed there, but there was something about it that I, I thought to myself, like, it's just so timeless. Like, I don't know if I, yeah, I, I liked Rosewood, but I, I don't know if I would really spend more time there for, someone, for me. Someone once described it to me as uh, San Ysidro is where the celebrities go when they don't want anyone to know where they are and they do not want to be bothered. And the Rosewood is where they go when they want to call the paparazzi on themselves. Yes. I think that sums it up very well. It's flashy. And I think there's a time and place for that. You know, like you pull up and there are Maseratis and Rolls Royces and people like are getting out looking flashy. They're there to be seen and to see. So there's a time and place for it to sit and enjoy that. I went when the Mad Happy, so Mad Happy, which is like the very cute streetwear brand um, based out of LA, they had a pop-up at the Rosewood um, for about a month or two in the winter, I think. And so I was there when they had that pop-up going. So that was an additional nice, like, like a, like a treat to see that as part of the hotel and the, the everything. I know that yeah. pop-up well. I, I spent $250 on a sweatshirt there. So did I. <laughs> we need to, I didn't know that you have one too. Yeah, I don't have the one that says, like, I was going to get the purple one that says Rosewood Miramar. And that's my the one husband, I Rajan. Yeah, Rajan was like, no way. Like, that's just it, like, no. And so then I ended up getting another one that was like slightly a little like subdued. But um, I have regrets. I think about that purple one because I think it's super cute. And I don't think you can get it anywhere else. Like, N no. And now it's not available anywhere. So like you got something really, <laughs> you got a collectible, Sheila. I'm wow. I uh, hold on. Did Rajan think it was like tacky or like I just need to know because I'm going to wear it in front of him next. And I, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to listen. I embrace it. Uh, but but yeah, he just I, mean, I do, too. I just yeah, he had like a very strong feeling about it, which I thought was funny. And so then I was like, fine, fine. I'm going to, you know, and uh, usually he doesn't have opinions about anything, really. But this one he had opinions about. And so. Okay. I get it. Rajan is a very classy, understated dude. So I I can understand. And and especially when Montecito and Santa Barbara are your happy place, you know, yeah. you might you might you might not want to advertise your happy place. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. It's like keep it keep it quiet. We don't want more 
Although if, you know, it's Oprah and Jennifer Aniston's happy place, how quiet can we keep it? You know, I think Aishwarya and Raj and, or, and Sheila talking about it is not going <laughs> to. The yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The droves are not going to be coming. Um, no. But talking about coming to Santa Barbara, have you ever taken the train? I've never taken the train. Have you? I have. I've actually, Nick Hill and I have done it a few times. Um, you get the, you, they, they have a business class ticket um, from Burbank to Santa Barbara that I want to say is like $35, potentially. Um, it comes with a snack box. And oh, that's cute. Yeah, there's there's a bar on the train. I mean, obviously, I'm, you're sensing a theme here. Um, but uh, there's... Yeah, it's just kind of nice to like watch the 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 sort of like city transform into the the seaside and then the tracks go up along past Goleta, past Ventura and into Santa Barbara. And um, yeah, if you want to be able to like avail of all the wine and cocktails and not, you know, kind of worry about it, um, it's not a bad way to go. How long does it take from L.A. to I want to say it's about an hour and a half. Oh, that's how long it takes to drive there. Oh, that's exactly. great. Exactly. If you're accounting for traffic. Yeah. Oh, that's really amazing, actually. And then you can come back on Sunday afternoon, not be in traffic and ride back on the train. Oh, my God. I'm definitely going to do this. And I'm sure it's beautiful to yeah, drive through. It is. It is or beautiful. To ride through. You absolutely can take the train back or... You can do what we once did, which was miss your train and then order an Uber back and Whoa. <laughs> um, luck out and have a really nice driver that allows you to play Fleetwood Mac the entire time. The entire time. I mean, that's also a phenomenal soundtrack to be playing going up or coming back. I if- think we've played Dreams like 500 times. So, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> there are some, yeah, they, I think I think it was a mix of Fleetwood Mac and Tom Petty. And it was right after the Defiant Ones had come out. You know, that mm-hmm. that documentary about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Yep. And yep. Uh, we had just watched it, um, had very quickly binged all of the episodes. And he, you know, he he worked with both Tom Petty and Stevie Nicks. And um, yeah, we were just really into that music. And I think what we got back to Hollywood at like, I don't know, I want to say like 8 p.m. and ended up rewatching the whole series that very night. Because, oh, my God. Because yeah, you were but, in the mo in the zone with it. Completely. 90 minutes in an Uber, listening to it again, nonstop or listening to Tom Petty and Fleetwood Mac nonstop. I love that. That's, That's the effect that the American Riviera can have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really uh, does transform you. Um, cool. So you're going up tomorrow. Uh, what are the other things on your list that you want to do there, there that maybe you haven't done? Honestly, I like to rinse and repeat a little bit. Like there's in, in Montecito, there's something called the Academy of Music. And it's really beautiful to, I don't know, ride your bike around the the small campus and spend time it's really really lovely um there's an indian restaurant which i know you know called bbg in santa barbara love bbg and what we like 
love BBG. And what we like to do is go to the bar, get a glass of skin contact, orange wine. And I had one of the best glasses I've ever had. It was a bottle of wine from Slovenia. And I took a picture of the label and tried finding it and could never find it again. But what we like to do... Yeah, I know. And so maybe I should send it to you. I feel like you'd be able to find it. Did you try Vivino, the app? Yeah, and I couldn't. Nothing came up. And even even if you type in like the all the stuff on the label, like the the oh wow, I know you should so, email Rajat Parr and ask him. That's a that's a really good idea. <laughs> we really should because I want I want like a case of it. And but when we're there, we like to sit at the bar, get a glass of that wine, get a glass of some sort of skin contact wine, and order. They have these fried cauliflower like this dish with fried cauliflower. It's kind of like an Indo-Chinese, like a Manchurian, but Mm. not exactly a Manchurian. It's so good. And to me, that's like the perfect, like go there, get the fried cauliflower, have a glass of wine, and then keep moving on with our evening. Like that to me is actually perfection. That sounds so good. I haven't done that. I don't know if I've had that cauliflower. um, I've gotten their thali. Um, mm. I think that the the times that we've been, it's been for like a full fledged dinner, which is really delicious. But um, yeah, you have a lot of self control. That's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> Why? No, I think that I like too many things, so I like such a wide variety. So I, to me, it's like, well, I need to do the cauliflower, so then I can go eat Lucky Penny and then round it out with some ice cream. Like that's the way I think about things. Um, rather than like going all in on one, which is what is probably the normal thing to do, I think. But you asked me about what else I love or hope to do. Um, something that I do every time that I go to Montecito is go to the William Lehman. It, it's an antique furniture and garden store. Oh, and wow. we bought some stuff for our house there. And it's so lovely. There's this like older gentleman that's that works there every single day. And he's so knowledgeable about every antique that they have. Um, And again, you feel like you're transported into a different world. Like they'll have, you know, I don't know, coasters from the mid 19th century. And, but it's not, it's like precious, but it's not so precious. And it's also not like thrifting flea market. Like it's so, it's like well curated. So it's that perfect blend of like not being so precious where you don't feel like you can touch anything or that, it's so out of reach. And then also not like flea market, like, oh my God, you're like rummaging through stuff. Um, It's the perfect in between. So I love that store a lot. I need to check that out because that is often, it's the rummaging part and also feeling like everything is too precious that often keeps me from going to antique stores because it's just like, I I feel like I have to be in a certain type of headspace to like sort. Um, but yeah, if someone has done the heavy lifting for you, that's exactly a really, that can be a really pleasurable. Then why not? Have you been to, uh, Melville, the tasting room? It's next to the McConnell's. I think think it's on main street. Mm -hmm. Another great tasting room. It's actually, they've got like a big crystal chandelier, um, they have also excellent Pinot Noir from the Santa Lucia Highlands, I believe. Um, yeah, some really, really great wines there as well. If That's you want to do 
That's multiple great. Places. I'm looking for more, you know, because I think we've just been rinsing and repeating for a bit. So the more new options that I have, the better too. There is also a place and there it's all musicians that are making the wine and they're named after um, specific records. Oh, Sanguis. S-A-N-G-U-I-S. Cool. Sanguis Winery. Um, So you've given me two wineries and a tasting room, Melville. Yes. ABC, Melville, and then Sanguis Wines. It's it's beautiful. Really, really cool. They they they'll like play different. um, They'll play different albums like really, really loud while they're actually making the wine. And uh, it's like sort of meant to infuse the wine with the character of the music, which, you know, believe in it as much as you want to. But I think it's very cool. And it's uh, also a very unique tasting room, like tons of records along the walls and uh, a really good group of guys. Oh, marvelous. That's it, right? You want to be like, I think I think there's something about Santa Barbara where people there seemingly like love the craft and love what they're doing. My favorite chocolatier is there. It's called um, 24 Blackbirds. And they have... I've heard of them. Yeah, they have a chocolate tasting room and um, I guess they're sort of small facility in Santa Barbara and you can go and do tastings and spend time with them. And um, yeah, like there's just a lot of care and craft and it reminds me of what I'm doing with Brightland too. I think maybe that's why I like it so much just Santa Barbara in general. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And I, I, yeah, absolutely. Because the care and the craft and the sort of like the handmade quality to, to it. Um, also, there are so many places in Santa Barbara that have that. I want to ask you the burning question that I always ask yes. every guest on your friend on the ground. What are five things you never travel without. And I will say that I I had a flight, like what would you never travel without on an airplane? But it could be for a car journey, like the one you're going to do tomorrow too. Okay. For a road trip, like a short, short and sweet road trip. Let's do a short and sweet road trip since that's a, the, yeah, with the destination we're talking about. Yeah. Perfect. The five things that I would absolutely take with me would be one, a picnic blanket, two, a sweater for layering because Santa Barbara is temperate and kind of goes hot and cold, um, three, a big jug of water or bottle of water because I don't know, like California, like this, these parts of California are dry and I'm always thirsty, always dehydrated, never enough water, uh, not not an interesting answer, but you know, it's real. No, it's, um, it's incredibly important. You need, yeah, I never, I don't leave the home without a big bottle of water. It's like my, you're doing better than me. Blanket. I'm, oh, it's so, that's so good. I'm notorious for showing up like no water. And then I'm just like dehydrated and slowly shriveling away. Like I'm very well known around people that, to, to, to be like that. So I love that you do that. Um, so that's three. Um, Lately, we've been taking our dogs and we just, I think they love it. They know that we're in Santa Barbara. It feels like they love it. So maybe I'd add them into the mix as number four. Yeah. Um, And then the fifth thing, oh, we always take a uh, portable speaker 
So that way, if we're sitting on the beach or even sitting in a garden somewhere or on a park bench, like we have some music to to play and it's not playing through our phones because that sounds bad. Yes, I cannot endorse the idea of traveling with a Bluetooth speaker enough. I, um, uh, yeah, actually for, for a trip I'm doing next month, I need to like actually start making a list. But mentally in that list is my Beats pill because... I think you remember this in Cabo when I like walked down to the uh, restaurant of the place that we were staying during my bachelorette party with the Beats pill like on full blast. Oh, I remember. Yep, I remember. And that's fabulous. That's it. Right. And makes and but the easy thing that a lot of people do is they treat this as their speaker and they're like doing this and the noise and the sound is totally not right. And so, yeah. Let's do it. The sound quality. Yeah. I mean, you know, the phone speakers have gotten better over the years, but they still don't compare to an external speaker. And and if you're going to assault people with your music choice, they might as well have good sound quality. That's right. At least let it be good sound quality and let us sit on a picnic blanket, drink a beautiful glass of wine, eat a really delicious sandwich. Oh, you know what? I'm going to add one more or like, Maybe edit and like include a, uh, we can have one a bonus. more into the... Okay, great. The bonus would be a mini bottle of Brightland olive oil. We have these really cute... <laughs> I'm holding it up for you to see, but we have really cute mini bottles and they are perfect to travel with. And you can drizzle olive oil over your ice cream or your gelato if you're feeling like it. Or you can also do something much more normal, which would be like jazzing up a salad or drizzling it onto your pizza or something like that. So, so smart. So smart. Yeah. That's like, um, I, I, at one point I was going everywhere with a, um, a little tin of Malden, uh, salt. Yes. Yeah. Because on JetBlue, they, if you're, if you're, oh yeah, like I have one right over here. Why I need it in my desk. I don't really know, but. It's um, so cute. I think it's the most (laughs) adorable thing. It really is adorable. It really, really is. And once you have one little case, um, you know, you can always just refill it. I've been meaning to get a box of Maldon for about two years and somehow just like don't make it a priority. But um, Mm. but yeah, you never know when you're going to need salt. And like if you don't want it to be coming out of like the salt shaker where like no salt ever falls out because like humidity has gotten into the bottle and now nothing is ever going to move. It's nice to have have your own solution to that. I completely agree. Well, I can't thank you enough, Ashwarya, for being on Your Friend on the Ground. Uh, (laughs) Everyone should like and subscribe to Recent Eats, Ashwarya's podcast, and also get themselves to recently eat Brightland. Wow, that didn't really work at all. But I think that we, I I think the point was conveyed, hopefully. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This was... I'm I'm in Santa Barbara mode right now because of this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. I have a wonderful trip tomorrow and I am sure I will talk to you about it soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for listening. And thank you to my producer, Evan Lindsay, for doing all the very important stuff that I do not know how to do. Subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're on Instagram as much as I am, which is a lot, Follow me at Sheila YM and at your friend on the ground. Till next time.